เอตังสันตังเอตังปนิตังยาดีดังสัพบสังขารสมาโตทับุพัดฮีปตินิสโกทันหักขายโอวิรากนิโรโนิบานัม Everything exists. Eternalism, Kachayana, is one extreme. Nothing exists. Nihilism is the other extreme. Avoiding those extremes, the Tathagata teaches the Dhamma by the middle way. Namaste. So I'm going to try to wrap up this series. And explain why eternalism is such a, a poisonous thing, actually, for our self-realization. It's a bit of a subtle point, so I have to lead up to it gradually. So, the basis of reality is not existence, but consciousness, and. Because consciousness doesn't arise as a phenomenon within existence, rather it's the other way around. The existence, the world, arises within consciousness as a phenomenon. So, Buddha points out, and he was the first really to point out that the people who are in the world in conditioned consciousness, they are going between these two extremes. The eternalism and nihilism, existence and non-existence, being and non-being. So, the problem with eternalism, well, other than that, it's not really true. <laughs> There, nothing is eternal. But the problem with it is that it breeds dogmatism, and especially religious fanaticism and authoritarianism, and then. People rightly rebel against that, but because all they know is what they've been taught, which is religious extremism, basically, they go to the other extreme of nihilism, and then they become victims of sense gratification, and they they spend all their time and energy simply trying to satisfy the senses, and of course that gets them nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. So the Buddha discovered the middle way, in between those extremes. Huh? So what is that? Paticca samupada, which is going to be the subject of the next series, is the middle way. And the paticca samupada, or dependent arising. Is based on the insight of idapachayata. Idapachayata, the insight that illuminates the middle path, the middle way, is expressed like this. Thus, this being, this comes to be. With the arising of this, this arises. This not being, this does not come to be. With the cessation of this, this ceases. 
You could use the example of a radio. Huh? A radio has to have a radio station. If there's no radio station, no radio. <laughs> huh? Or a website has to have a server. Or the sun. When the sun comes up, it's daytime. When the sun disappears at night, then daytime also disappears. There's so many things like this. If you start looking for it, <laughs> you'll find many, many, many examples. Because cause and effect are not two things. They're one thing. Sometimes we think that cause and effect are separated in time, but actually they're not. The cause is the effect. The effect is the cause. They're two ends of a stick. What did I do with my stick? Oh, it's over there. <laughs> so, when you have one end of a stick, you have the other end as well. And if you throw one end of the stick, you throw the other end at the same time. See, it's very simple. <laughs> it's timeless. So, this, however, has led to some confusion. Because Nibbana, as in our, our country and western theme song <laughs> rendition, is known as Sabasankara Samato, the stilling of all ontic commitments. In other words, one ceases to promise that I will be or become something in the future. As soon as we stop creating a future, as soon as we stop depending on the past for meaning, then we're in timelessness. So, unfortunately, some people conclude huh, that because of this, Buddha's teaching is a kind of nihilism or annihilationism. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. What is the reason for that? <laughs> it's a little subtle. Both nihilism and annihilationism, in other words, there's nothing after death. The, the being is destroyed at the time of death, and that's it. They both say that this annihilation occurs to a real being, a real entity, a real person. But the Buddha's teaching says, no, no. <laughs> this individual, this person, this being, isn't real. It's dependently arisen. And then he would go on to show, and we'll show in the next series in detail, how the individual, how the, the manifested being, uh, the phenomenal self, arises by dependent origination, by idipachayata. Well then, well, what does that mean then uh, when the Buddha talks about sabbasankara samato? or virago, huh? virago, nirodo, nibbana. These are all negative terms talking about extinction, 
disappearance, uh, detachment from everything. Uh, Sabha upadi uh, pati nisago, giving up everything. Uh, it sounds so terribly negative to a person who's conditioned by uh, eternalism. <clears throat> but what it really means is that there is an experience where everything goes away. One enters into the void. And after all, Lord Shiva also instructed us that if you really want the highest self-realization, meditate on the void. Don't do anything else. No puja, no worship, no offerings, no sadhana, no charity, no nothing. Huh? Forget about bhakti, forget about yoga. <laughs> Just meditate on the void. And why is that the highest sadhana, the highest teaching? Because it leads somewhere. It's not the end in itself. See, so th this is why the people who accuse Buddha of being a voidist are also wrong. Yes, Buddha taught meditation on the void. In fact, he taught to enter into the void and become the void as much as possible. But why? Because it leads somewhere. Check this out. Friend Visaka, when a monk has emerged from the attainment of the cessation of perceptions and feelings, three kinds of contact touch him. Voidness contact, signless contact, desireless contact. If we want to become free from desire, we have to enter into the void. I don't know of any other way to do it. Why is that? Because it's timeless. See, desire, like Sankara, creates a future. It's built on the past. Oh, in the past, there wasn't enough. So in the future, I want more. So I'm going to create this desire and then this whole program of, you know, thinking, speaking, doing, whatever, to try to reach that. And we make ourselves miserable with that. Huh? And also, of course, the creation of the individual itself is also a work of imagination. <laughs> so, in other words, the three deliverances, huh? the signless, animita, the desireless, apanihita, and the void, sunyata, arise after the cessation of all perception and feeling. And that is Nibbana. Huh? That is Nibbana. So don't mistake void for Nibbana. It's not. It's the step that leads to Nibbana. It's the seventh jhana, the seventh base of meditations given by the Buddha. So if it's a base, that means it's dependently arisen. It's not Nibbana. Nibbana is not dependently arisen. Nibbana is independent. It's the already existing substrate of everything else. So, after cessation, 
Nibbana arises. After the experience of the cessation of all perceptions, one comes out of that experience into the triple release. And we're going to go over this in great detail in the next series. But the point is that the Buddha's view is that it's not just tranquility, not just the cessation of perception, but tranquility with wisdom and insight that when you come out of it, you get the insight that, oh, all this is completely unnecessary. <laughs> all of this past and future and all this stuff and phenomena and all, this isn't needed at all. I can be happy totally without it. So after sensation, or cessation, sorry, the sankhara and other mental actions cease. Because after all, if there's no past to base a desire on, and there's no future to bring it into manifestation, then, you know, why bother, right? And if one can be completely happy and satisfied with nothing, in fact, more happy and more satisfied with nothing than anything, then who needs all this nonsense? So the point is, there's a false sign in the sankhara, in the ontic commitment. And the false sign is that of eternalism. That everything's going to continue to exist, huh? and based on that assumption, I can do this and this and this. But you see, that's a false assumption. Because actually everything is changing all the time. So we may see things as they are, or even that's debatable, but let's assume for the purpose of discussion that we see things as they are, and then we base a whole plan of action on that. But as soon as we do that, they change. It's like quantum mechanics. Huh? This is where Buddha meets Heisenberg. <laughs> as soon as you observe something, you change it by the very fact of that observation. That's why you cannot know both the charge and the location of a particle at the same time. Because by observing the, the location of the particle, you change the charge. Or by observing the charge of the particle, you have to change the location. There's no other way to do it. The same is true of reality in general. As soon as you interact with it in any way, you change it. Or it changes. It changes anyway. <laughs> so this is like a magician. The sankara. Huh? They're like a magician on the stage. You know, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull a rabbit out of a hat, you know? <laughs> so the audience sees what the magician shows them. They don't get to see how he does the trick. That's the whole thing, right? So the Buddha is like somebody sneaking backstage and watching the magician from behind and seeing how he does all his tricks. You know, the invisible threads 
and the hidden pockets and the mirrors and all this stuff. He sees that. And then he tells us about it. And we can see it too. After that, the magician isn't entertaining anymore. And similarly, once we know how the mind produces this illusion of manifestation and individuality and all this stuff, it's like, oh, oh, geez, that's not really cool, you know. It's, it's a deception. And we don't want to be deceived. We want to know the reality. So for Nibbana to come about, that false eternalism has to disappear. We have to stop seeing that everything is permanent. We have to accept the truth of impermanence. Huh? And this is also given by the Buddha. Monks, the perception of impermanence, when developed and intensively practiced, exhausts all attachments to sensuality, exhausts all attachments to form, exhausts all attachments to existence, exhausts all ignorance, exhausts all conceits of an am, and eradicates them completely. So although the great sages, the, the Vedic sages, knew or had realized this, they were constrained by the eternalistic language of the Vedas, and they couldn't really express it in a way that enabled others to duplicate their realizations. And as I pointed out, in our experience, we have seen that following the Vedic path inevitably brings you up to this huge, scary void. And you're thinking, oh, I'm eternal. See? Because the Vedic path is a series of more and more subtle identifications. Until at the highest level, one is identified with Brahman itself. Aham Brahmasmi, isn't it? Shivoham. See? So one thinks those are eternals, and therefore I am eternal. So you see, this makes it very, very hard to give up the individuality and actually become one or or realize oneness with the whole. Because we are already one with the whole. <laughs> the whole business of individuality and personality and a separate identity and so on is illusion. It's imaginary. It has to be sustained by an effort of imagination. A constant effort. And this is suffering. And then, of course, so many of our plans don't work out, and so on and so forth. The better that we just give all that up, relax into the whole, and let things go just as, we, as they want to, then we can enjoy. That's real enjoyment. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> to just relax into the whole and not discriminate between I and not I, and not try to make efforts to attain 
desires and this and that is such an ease, uh, such a luxury, it's, it's luxurious, you know, to be able to like click a switch in your mind and turn off all that noise is just so wonderful and peaceful. Etam santam, etam panitam. Huh? This is peaceful. This is excellent. The stilling of all sankara. Giving up of all assets. The destruction of all possessions. Renunciation. Cessation. Nibbana. Buddha Sarnai. Thanks for being with us. If you've made it this far, you'd probably like our YouTube channel too. Visit YouTube slash user slash Dharmasara. D-H-A-R-M-A-S-A-R-A. -A -A -A. See you there.